Avoiding Grief, podcast number four. Last week I talked about depression. Today I want to talk about patterns that can cause depression. There are many factors that contribute to depression, and I want you to be aware of them. Dr. Ellen Wolfelt says, Allow your thoughts and feelings to surface without judgment. Look your grief in the face and say hello to it. Easier said than done, however. As strange as your emotions may seem, they are a true expression of where you are right now. Rather than deny or feel oppressed by your feelings, my hope is to help you learn to recognize and to learn from them. Today, let's look at common patterns of avoiding grief by Ellen Wolfelt. Some people will experience a combination of patterns, which depends on one's personal history, societal influences, and basic personality. The postponer, the displacer, the replacer, the minimizer, and the somanicizer. The postponer delay the expression of grief, thinking over time it will hopefully go away, keeping busy so I don't think about it. The reality is that to deny, inhibit, or defend against emotions, your pain lasts. Time does not heal your pain, but what you do with that time does. Grief will build up inside the person, pushing towards the point of explosion. Realize that you need to feel it to heal it. Your emotions need to be felt. For the loss of a loved one is not an event. It is a life-changing journey. Number two, displacure. The displacure often becomes stressed and strained on personal relationships. They are unable to acknowledge this occurrence. It is often a common pattern of grief avoidance. The replacer is the person who takes the emotions that were invested in the relationship that ended in death and reinvests the emotions prematurely into another relationship, such as working many hours or to remarry. I am reminded of a woman who um, remarried soon after the loss of her first husband. The second husband died a few years later. She then realized that she hadn't grieved the loss of her first husband. This caused complicated grief, and she had many tears. The replacer moves into an avoidance pattern, for he or she is unable to confront the feelings related to their loss. Fourth, the minimizer. The person who is aware of feelings of grief but works to minimize the feelings by diluting them through a variety of rationalizations. This person wants to prove that he or she is not impacted by the loss. They will frequently tell others about how well they are doing and things are back to a normal routine. For our society's message to quickly get over one's grief will make you minimize what you feel and it may be pushed down so that people can't see it. Please know that grief repressed from within can create a very deep emotional strain. The somaticizer, that's spelled S-O-M-A-T-I-C-I-Z-E-R, is a person who converts their feelings of grief into physical symptoms. They convert physical expression of grief ranging from minor complaints to chronic patterns of disorder. Unfortunately, many people in grief unconsciously adapt this role in an effort to get an emotional need met. They may become so preoccupied with sickness that they have little or no energy to do the work of their mourning. 
It is important to note that there is a much greater physical risk for the griever than that of the non-bereaved population. In fact, Dr. Wolfelt suggests that a tremendous amount of anxiety, depression, and physical illness has resulted from need to avoid their grief. So how can a person have healthy mourning? It is based on the assumption that feelings are best accepted and expressed. Let me repeat that. Assumption that feelings are best accepted and expressed. Confronting one's grief and the pain inherent in the experience is not always an easy task. However, for reconciliation to occur, it is a task that must be done. Remember to give yourself positive thoughts to consciously experience your grief. Society puts a lot of pressures on the griever, causing the griever to suppress their emotions and give a smile when they really want to cry. Because there is so much suppression of our grief, we have become a society of the silent mourner. Do I hear an amen? It is important to give honor to the griever. If given the opportunity to sit with someone in grief, to hear their story, to step in and sit beside them, to have ears of empathy, you can't take their pain away, but you can hear their story. Sometimes that is all they need, is to be heard. So, for the griever, I encourage you to find that person to honor your story. I once visited with a lady for a long time on the phone after the loss of her son. She cried, I cried, we laughed, she shared her story. The next week she called me back and thanked me for something within her changed that day. She didn't know what was said, but that life didn't look so dark to her. My heart swelled that I was given the opportunity to impact her life. Please know that as a listener, you were given the opportunity to hear a fragile memory. Listen with your heart and lift them up, for you are given an opportunity to sit with that griever. And maybe someday they will return that gift. Today I'm going to close with a grief quote that seems only fitting for to our society of silent grievers. Grief is like living two lives. One is where you pretend everything is all right and the other is where your heart silently screams in pain. I hope you find encouragement and education in my podcast to find your uniqueness in grief. Take care.